Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Swapcast podcast. I'm not your host, Paul Mitzi, but he's losing his voice, so I'm going to read the intro. So with me, we have Paul Mitzi and oh, Brendan Levi, and I'm Lucy Thomas. I don't know if I said my name, but anyway, <laughs> wait, wait. I should say like you because I'm going. You ever do it again? Brendan Levi. <laughs> That's how I say my name. Okay, Lucy Thomas. Oh wait. Brendan Levi? Oh, wait, maybe I just say it like that. Never no, mind. It, it, the moment's passed. <laughs> Every episode, we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. But not this episode, because today we're recording one of our bonus special tenuous swap episodes, which we call... Come on, Jamal. Come on, Jamal. Wait, we should say that in unison. That would make it even better. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Can't Can't watch them all. So on our main show, each of us will always recommend a film that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. More often than not, the films we recommend have not been watched by our co-hosts. So for these bonus episodes, each of us have chosen a film that we have recommended on the show previously and have now forced one of our co-hosts to watch it. So today we will be looking at three diverse films, SPF 18, Vertigo and Adventures in Babysitting. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we always love hearing from our listeners, so send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at the Swapcast on Twitter, the Swapcast Podcast on Instagram, or search the Swapcast Podcast on Facebook. If you want to support our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get new listeners. A hundred iTunes reviews and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review Face Off. Face off. Thanks for doing that. That's for me right. Today, it was pretty Lucy. bad. Please don't make me do it again. My um, face is all red. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as you can hear, my voice is really shot. So um, definitely needed the help. But we wanted to get the episode out anyway. So yeah. the show must go on. Um, so listeners at home, forgive me for sounding like I'm a pack a day smoker. <laughs> uh, Which I can assure you, Paul was the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I just came back from overseas and must have caught a bug on the way back. The Plane, flights, yeah. The planes yeah. are just a tube of disease Germs. and farts. <laughs> Is it the back to work bug? <laughs> what was that? Is it the back to work bug? I actually was looking forward to going back to work, but I've just been dying instead. So, um, But we've got a few uh, things we have to talk about because it's been a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I guess the biggest news in terms of swap-related Film news is that they've All announced swap bodies with no. Oh, sorry, go, go on. <laughs> uh, they've announced a sequel. Well, not a sequel. A remake. They've, they've announced a remake to Face Off. Oh my god! Are we excited? Yeah. Yes, I very much am. But also, I just want to watch the original and review it for the show. So yeah, please. well, if I fucking like oh listeners, we just get off. How here. many more do we have to go? Are we even halfway? No, no, just fucking go on there and review us. It's not that hard. Are we at ten percent? Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're more than ten percent. Yeah, we're Look, whoa. <laughs> just fucking review us. How hard is it? Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. 
if they can capture that lightning in a bottle of like Travolta versus Cage. Yeah. Um, like who would you like guys <gasps> like to see Great as question. The, the people changing faces? Who's a modern day Nick Cage and Travolta? Uh, Donald Glover. And? <laughs> Donald Which one Glover. are you equating him to? <laughs> I would like to see it. Seth Rogen. Seth- <laughs> I would watch that. Donald Glover versus Seth Rogen. <laughs> I think mine would have to be... Noah Centineo swapping with Zac Efron. I did think Zac Efron because yeah. um, yeah, I don't want to equate him to John Travolta, <laughs> but he's like an early Travolta type because yeah. of the singing and the dancing. Just uh, just an aside as well. So John Travolta's coming to Adelaide in a few weeks for a Comic Con convention. Why? What um, does he do? Face off. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he is charging. $240 per autograph and $260 per photograph. Oh, my God. Who is? John Travolta. Travolta. Ah. I didn't know who that was. What? No. We, we need to quit <laughs> this doing, podcast. Well. We need to quit this podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, would you pay that amount of money for John Travolta? No, I wouldn't pay that money for anyone. Yeah, I was saying that because I've got a co-worker who's going to do it. I'm mm. like... You know, meeting Hillary was like a high point in my life, but I don't think I would have paid two sixty four. Did you pay anything? I, no, I didn't pay. Yeah, anything. see, I don't think you should have to pay. Yeah. Is it for just the autograph? Yep. And but what do you do with it? You put it in a, a picture frame, and I guess so. My friend is getting his pop vinyl signed. Maybe the only reason that you would do it is if, like, you could make money off the thing that you got them to sign. Like, if you could sell something for them, like, $5,000. But then that's who a the good fuck's investment. paying $5,000 for Yeah, a but picture. I mean, like, that's a good investment. Like, I would understand that why you would do it then, but no other reason than that. I don't want to meet one of my, like, famous heroes if they don't want to meet me. If they want me yeah, to they pay. they want to charge me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I've paid for autographs, but not that amount. I think that What's is the ridiculous. most you paid, Paul? Uh, and who was like it for? 40 yeah. bucks. And who for? Um, Alan Tudyk from Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually super nice and I don't regret it. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Pay me that much money. Maybe, I'll be super actually, nice. <laughs> I take it back. Maybe I would pay for, uh, to meet Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he wouldn't charge. Yeah, see, that's it. Also, I've paid to meet all those drag queens. I'm like, <laughs> that counts, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get their autograph because I don't really want it. Autographs yeah. aren't, I don't think they're that, like, collectible anymore. No, or oh, none of these things are worth anything, really. But you want a selfie. That's what you want. You want yeah. a photo. Yeah, well, the photo's 260 so okay. for an well, extra Travolta, $20. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Brendan and I actually went to the movies first thing when I got back, mm-hmm. just before I and What did you this- see without me? Um, we watched. If it was Hustlers, I'm gonna fucking kill we you. We watched Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> no, um, we watched Weathering with You, which okay. um, is the follow-up from the Your Name director. Oh wow, cool! Um, I have to say, anyone who's a Your Name fan, go watch this film. Mm. It's rounding out its run in Australia, but it hasn't even opened yet in the US. So, any of our US listeners, go watch it when it comes out. Especially if you're hoping for some Your Name connections, I won't. Oh my god, spoil I want to see it. Well, I did. I did mention it to you, but you weren't interested. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. But anyway, <laughs> maybe I was busy. Anyway, yeah. sorry about that. No, that's all right. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's a really lovely film, just as beautiful as your name. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but go it's see got it. connections. Okay, so cool. go watch Amazing. it. Amazing. So while I was away, I was going to go see the big musical and we we're actually going to do a special episode on it yep. that opened in the West End of London, but they delayed the opening by one day. So I missed out. Oh, that is so upsetting. Yeah. I was devastated. Um, so, so it was supposed to be the last day of your trip. Yeah. It was going to be the last thing I do oh on the God, last day. Devastation. And they delayed it by one day. Um, so, any of our London listeners, let us know if you go watch yes. it. Yes. But I did see another musical instead, uh, which is kind of related to the show, which is the 9 to 5 musical, which Amazing. Lucy uh, recommended, recommended 9 to 5 yeah. The yeah. movie. So good. And I can say that they've just announced an Australian leg, <gasps> so it will be coming oh here God. soon. I'm definitely so going to go. It's really fun. So, cool. you'll have Amazing. a good time. When you grow up in L.A., real life and the movies can get a little mixed up. Hi, boys. Was that Pamela Anderson? Welcome to Malibu. All right, so to our tenuous swaps, we've got an interesting bunch. Mm -hmm. So I think we should start with uh, Mm -hmm. the most interesting. Uh, So first up, the rank is Lucy. She was given the film SPF 18 that I recommended in episode 15, where we reviewed the film 18 again. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, 18-year-old Penny Cooper spends years pining for Johnny Sanders Jr., but when a mysterious musician shows up on the beach, Penny is torn. So, why did I recommend this film to Lucy? I don't know. Why did you? (laughs) I... In the past, I've recommended teen trash like Kissing Booth Mm -hmm. that you seem to quite Mm -hmm. enjoy. Mm -hmm. You actually recommended me a piece of teen trash that I watched on my trip the last summer with KJ Upper from but Riverdale. I haven't watched that. I said I just wanted to watch uh, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. It's fucking trash. Yeah. Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. SPF 18 is... I just a, thought you'd like it because Archie sings and takes his shirt off. Yes, and I did appreciate for those yeah, things. Yeah, um, It's a terrible movie, but I can't say I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah. And I'd say this is very much the same. When I watched it, like, it is clearly a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie, but... It brought me so much joy because it's terrible in that special way that, like, the room is terrible. Yeah. So, I'm hoping Mm. that you appreciated it on that level. Mm. So, did you? No. Oh, no. (laughs) And I, every time I can bring this up, I will. You recommended this film. You were like, you should watch this. And you told other people. And I recommended... Bed of Roses to you once, which is a real <laughs> film with a plot and an arc and like a peaks and valleys. And I will bring this up at every opportunity possible. You recommend, you thought this film was better than Bed of Roses. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I will never forget. And I will bring it up at every opportunity. All right, Paul, hit me with, where do you want to start with this? So you didn't find it funny like how no, bad it, it was dead air it was like <laughs> whistling out of the mouths of Did all the Adrian characters have to watch it with you he was kind of like in and out of the room and he was like <laughs> what on earth was it did fun leave as he left the room because there was someone to at least share it with. Yes, it totally is not the sort of movie you should watch by yourself. And I enjoyed the kissing booth. Like that was <laughs> that was funnier and I watched that by myself. That yeah. was funnier than this. This was like 
I have so many questions and I tried to do research to find out answers. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything. So what what do you, what were you wondering about? Okay, well I mean I just I feel like I need to talk about a million things before I ask all my questions. Yeah. But okay. just like okay. So why is it called S- SPF 18? I have no idea. <laughs> um, it sounds like a porn that's like involves sunscreen. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It well, sounds- she, 18 plus. She does mention there's like that monologue about the sunscreen. They're using a sunscreen and it's called Icarus. Yes. And it's like, is that the production house or is this product placement? Like, is this a real sunscreen? Like, what? Why? It's because the, the girl flies too close to the sun yeah, metaphorically I at the end get of the film. That, but like. Mm, yeah, it was so weird. It, she tells the story <laughs> she, yeah. about Icarus, but she yeah. holds the sunscreen up, and it's like it—it's like DJ Khaled in that music video where he's got his vodka line in the video, and it's like blatant product placement. That's what it looks like when she has this sunscreen. She's like, "Oh, Icarus sunscreen!" Like it's really—it's very strange. Yeah. Funnily enough, there is blatant. Yeah, product so, placement so in this the, film, but the, you the director of this film, the, the wetsuits, though, the wetsuits, because yes, I remember, I remember when you recommended it that you said something <laughs> about the wetsuits, and I tried to find out what you're talking about, yeah. but. Yeah, I feel like the internet has been scrubbed of this film. Like, I feel like the director was like, oh, yeah, so, so, the director's, his name's Alex Israel, and he's yeah. like a performance artist slash mm. visual artist. Yeah. So, his major pieces, well, he's got three major things that he's known for. One's this movie, mm. but first he did these wetsuits and a sunglasses line. Yeah. But then he also did these, like, paintings of LA sunsets and stuff yeah. where he collaborated with Brett Easton Ellis, the, the writer of American Psycho, yeah. and he would like write quote, quotes over the sunsets I and stuff. I read there was a Brett Easton Ellis connection, which is just like, <laughs> how the fuck? And I couldn't work out if this film was trying to like well, and be the, that kind the, of... The other thing that this artist did, he did this like interview series with mm-hmm. like D-list celebrities that mm-hmm. was kind of like a between two ferns before that existed uh-huh. where he'd ask them like really mundane questions like what's your favorite color and what do you like eating and like nothing like interesting oh as a God. point yeah so when when he made this film everyone was like okay so did you make this bad on purpose like mm. and he is very adamant that no this is a genuine film that he you made know, he doesn't on his IMDb on IMDb <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. he doesn't have his photo like he must be embarrassed it, there's no photo of him oh really yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying and it, on Rotten Tomatoes it has two reviews how is that possible <laughs> well he, it had a giant LA premiere yeah he must have got them he must have paid to get the <laughs> reviews removed like how can there only be two I would go and write a review for this movie <laughs> It it is an anomaly. It's a and fucking tell weird me, movie. How how are there so many famous people in it? <laughs> He's how? got a lot of famous friends. But oh my god! <laughs> and also, yeah, I got went the whole way through the movie, being trying to pick who the fucking narrator's voice was, and then the end it says narration by Goldie Hawn. My last note is Goldie Hawn. Thank you. <laughs> ah, it was annoying me so badly. Like. Molly Ringwald, Rosanna Arquette, Keanu Reeves, Pamela Anderson, Goldie Hawn. Like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> That's what makes this such an entertaining film because if it was just like a bunch of nobodies making this really incomprehensible Yeah, like the film you made film, us watch last episode. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but pretty cool was like another no. thing. <laughs> um, but the fact that so many names yeah. are involved in this and the soundtrack, there's actual like known songs that would have cost a, a lot, lot of, of money. money. The soundtrack was great. It was also kind of like very similar to the Wedding Singer soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. but that's neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah, I, and the production, like it must have cost a lot of money to make. Yeah. It, like the locations and stuff, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like... This film is special. I'm sorry. This movie is special. There's not. There's never going to be another SPF 18. Mm, like, thank there's God. so many things happened in like unison to create this weird fucking yeah. movie. Okay, so I read. I read that um, that SPF 18 is the is Blue Crush crossed with the room. Yeah, and that is a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, yeah, and then some other things that I came up with myself are it's like the film version of Rebecca Black's Friday. <laughs> so it's like um, a rich person got to make a film. Yeah, but it's so bad. Yeah, so it's like that. And then I also said it's like when a child like mashes their Barbie dolls together and are like, <laughs> "This is what adults do." That's what the film is like. It's so like unaware (laughs) like there's there's this bit of dialogue where where the girl comes in and goes hey humans and then and then Noah Centineo goes hey do you guys want some smoothies and walks away (laughs) I'm like what the fuck just happened and this is why Paul got me to watch it because he knows it would make me so mad (laughs) oh but yeah it was see this is why this film needs to have screenings like The Room it needs like Audience participation. Like I can see it in my head. But you know, what people would shout at the yeah. screen and, and throw, throw these. Yeah. And like- yeah. <laughs> throw smoothies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't even. Like the way they did that prom do over, that, that was just like, that was a 12 year old girl <laughs> making a film scene. I'm just like, yeah. what? Is this? I can't. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And yeah, just so many lines. It, the film was really thirsty as well. Did you? Yeah. It has this real kind of child porn like thing going on. Child porn, like. Well, I mean, they're how old? Sixteen years old. Well, they're supposed to be, but they're all played by like people in their twenties. Yeah, but I mean, that girl—they looked very young. Uh, the girls looked young, but the guys were age appropriate. The, ho- to be the whole thing on. about like losing her virginity <laughs> and then like partner swapping and yeah. like that girl cuts her bikini and oh, how weird was that yes, bikini bit? <laughs> yeah, and then the, that dude. Wait, I has- don't remember what's the bikini bit. So she she brings like a one piece bikini, and then her slutty friends like. Uh, you cannot wear that outside. And he, like, so then she, she takes scissors, t- scissors to it and, and like she, makes it sexy. Yeah, but it, like she's cutting it like really crudely, and then it cuts away, and then cuts it's back. And it's amazing, of course. Yeah, yeah. Done. Um, and there's a part where the dude from Nashville, which is just like. Now we're in Nashville. What? Is that like the Christian country singer guy? Yeah. yeah. Who like, like, we introduced to by his like naked ass, like giving himself yeah, a baptism. Thirsty. I told you it was giving thirsty. Giving himself a naked baptism in the so beach. So thirsty. Night. And also doesn't have a Southern accent. Oh, I couldn't spring for a fucking Southern accent, guys. But you know what though? Like he just seems like such a profoundly dumb person. <laughs> so you got and the that's husband. so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> No. 
um, he, there's a part where, because he has a saxophone, which of course you do. There's a scene where he is playing his saxophone on in a tent on the beach. Anyway, he the, he says to the girl, like, you can play it, the, the, the saxophone. She's like, oh, I don't know how. And he goes... You finger and I'll blow. No, or the other way around, whatever it is. I'm just like, it, it, it was so thirsty. What, it was, I'm like, this one's uh, about 16 year olds. What? Uh, and when they're like, um, she's driving, because she's decided she's going to lose her virginity to Noah Centineo on this holiday. Yeah. And the holiday, which I don't think we've no- said, it's about a bunch of people house-sitting for Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Like, yeah, and actually, he just, like, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and he just leaves a note on the <laughs> on his door being like, go into my house, that's fine, enjoy. It's like, yeah, because I'm sure Keanu Reeves would leave, like, a fucking note on his door of his giant mansion that's on the Malibu Beach. Oh, my God, that's so bad. Um, um, but, yeah, so they're driving uh, on their way to house-sit for Keanu Reeves and she's decided she's going to lose her virginity. And then they're talking about how it will go down and then her slutty friend's like, that's it. You need to like pull over this car so we can discuss yeah. this. And then um, she tells her to like tie her hair back because that will um, be easier for her when she's going down on her boyfriend. Mm. And then like then she starts like doing uh, like we, slot slut drops. drops. Yeah, and uh, it's so it's so, so thirsty weird. and weird. Yeah, it, and so it weird. didn't feel right. It didn't feel like <laughs> it didn't feel like. Like, I'm not adverse to there being films about, like, young female sexuality. <laughs> it felt very, like, I'm like, don't let men see, older men see this. Yeah. This is, like, this so is- for For such a male gazy film, this film's very happy to show us some male torso. That's true. That's true. Um, did you did you find any of the male characters attractive? Well, Noah Centineo's gorgeous. Yeah. He's, like... Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but even he, there was not much for him to work with here. And you'd get these moments of like where there'd be like a tiny paragraph of dialogue written for him that was normal and not terrible and really stilted and awful and just like yeah. dead air whistling out of his mouth, which is what all well, the 90% other- of what his, 95% of his dialogue is, is about. Is, hey, do you guys want some smoothies? <laughs> but also, <laughs> the, also recounting the fact that his dad died in a surfing accident. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just, I can't understand. <laughs> Um, How about the lifeguard that was um, ousted from the surfing community for drug taking? Mm. And And he just becomes this weird fifth wheel with them. And it's like, you are like 10 years older than these people. Why do you want to hang out? And And then gets with Pamela Anderson at the end. And also partially um, responsible for Noah Centineo's dad's death. Death? Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's such a bad film. Just hearing you two go on about it. I've forgotten 90% of this film. Yeah, good. You need to rewatch it. No. (laughs) And it's a brisk hour and 15 minutes as well, so it's a very easy rewatch. Yeah, I fell asleep very soon after it finished. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I can't understand how those people signed on. I just, explain to me, like, what was the budget for this film? I don't know. That is very much like, yeah, it's not anywhere. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, those guys are so tight. Obviously, free, free, you know, house, free, like, you know, cameo of his voice and that. Oh, wait, he even comes in at the end, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's in Where, it. What happened to my disco ball? Yeah, awful. He's, he's and then like- he sees <laughs> Pamela Anderson and they, like, do a cheers or something. Oh, yeah, in the credits. Oh, yeah. my God. I feel like, was was this Keanu's, like, 
Is this when he started to come back? Yeah, this is the start of the Keanu songs. <laughs> yeah. And people don't acknowledge this film for that. Like, yeah. it should get more coverage. Like, I mean, everyone's blabbing on about John Wick. Where's the SPF 18, love? Oh, my God. This movie. <laughs> I cannot. So, I guess we got our answers. Did you enjoy the film? Do you think this was better than the film that it was tenuously linked from, which was 18 again? Okay, which is... The one with the old man and the... Which you hated. Yeah. The one with yes, the I did think it was better than that. So you like this better than 18 yeah. again? Wow, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Where is that on the list? I think it was pretty low for me. Yeah, I think it was like mm. third. Yeah. From okay. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you really love this movie then. <laughs> <laughs> So, you're not even at least a little bit glad that this is now like an experience you've had that you can recount and laugh no, about in the future? No, because I think if this had been like a normal thing that we had seen together, yes, but because you were so mean about Bed of Roses and that you made me watch this and you, this is a film that you'd like and you said was good. Like, yeah, the fact that why. you went to Lucy, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's why I refused to like it. <laughs> I never said it was good. I said it, I loved it. I love it. It's not good though, but yeah. I love it. But yeah. it's not good. I guess I'm just not as much of a fan of that genre of film. Like it's so bad it's good. Yeah, like you really loved um, Which is a real bad podcast loved, to be a part of. You loved Pretty Cool. Yeah, and I deeply regret how low I put that on our list. Of movies. Yeah. And just even watching that clip of how much he laughed, you know, you filmed it. Yeah. You filmed it, Brendan. I was just like, oh, my God, rage. I just was feeling so much rage. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's it for Saturday. <laughs> it's uh, so on iTunes that. worldwide. Uh, sorry, uh, Netflix, Netflix worldwide. So yeah. It's the reason can... why Netflix is losing money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. You all brush out and watch it straight away. SPF 18. Oh, my God. <laughs> strange attraction that brought these two together in spite of the dark forces that tore them apart. The specter from the past that drew her to the ancient headstone in the mission graveyard. The compulsion that drove her relentlessly to the point of no return. The story of a love so powerful it broke down all barriers between past and present, between life and death between the golden girl in the dark tower and the tawdry redhead that he tried to remake in her image. All right, so next up is Brendan. Hello. Who was given the film (laughs) Vertigo by Lucy. Figure change from SPF 18. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it won Academy Awards, so you're welcome, Brendan. (laughs) Who recommended the film in episode 25 on our Damn Yankees episode. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a former police detective juggles wrestling with his personal demons and becoming obsessed with a hauntingly beautiful woman. So, Lucy, why did you recommend this film to Brendan? Um, because it's so good and... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. And... Um, Tell me more. It has crazy camera techniques in it and, like, special, like, groundbreaking things and... I know that you do film stuff and I thought maybe you would appreciate that and that you should see where they came from. Hmm. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Brendan. Oh my God, if he doesn't like it, I'll die. <laughs> did you enjoy the film? Well, I did. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God, he doesn't like Vertigo. <laughs> Although, like... Uh, I don't, like, I don't know, like, is it supposed to be, like, one of those films that, like, everyone's yeah, unanimous kind I of thing? Yeah, I think AFI voted it the best film of all time. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't put it there. <laughs> yeah, but people say that Citizen Kane is the best film of all time, and I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. It's better than Citizen Kane. Do you reckon it's better than Citizen Kane? Yes. Citizen Kane's a pretty ga- good movie. Like, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I love Vertigo. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So, I really enjoyed Vertigo. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really out of sync today with you guys. Am I like, are we like vibing? Are we, is this, no? Okay. You want to do a song? <laughs> oh, pop the jam. Pop it up. What do you mean? Because you didn't like it. No, I feel like I'm like, you guys are like, like, I'm like one second behind. Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking go on. <laughs> like you guys you guys are like drumming and I'm trying to come in with, with the bass. Like the bass and it's not <laughs> Why Paul and I both drumming? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's, a, two dr- it's a two dr- it's a two drum band. <laughs> I'm coming awful. and I'm trying to tambourine my way into the <laughs> percussion section. Uh, so I like- think you're just very tired. <laughs> um I'm just trying to think of what where to start. Can can someone kick me off? <laughs> What do you want to so say? Did you did you find it entertaining? Did you think it ho- holds up? Yeah, like there was just a lot of things that I really enjoyed. So, like you were talking about mm. the the visuals of it. Yeah, like yeah, it's just such an era of of film where things are perfect, done for a isn't reason. It? Completely. And yeah, yeah, and and even like. I don't know, like, with all the equipment that we have now, people forget staging. And it's so refreshing when you see these films and you've got people who they've set up, you know, this space and then they move the camera and then then all of a sudden the next shot's perfectly... Yeah. (laughs) But I I don't know if this is interesting to to, to our viewers. But but that is why I recommended it to you, because of those sorts of reasons. Well, yeah. So, just just for that stuff alone. And then also the colours. Oh, so vivid. It's a technicolour. Was it because of Damn Yankees that you you were recommended this because they, they were in the same, the same year. year yeah yeah, yeah okay because like yeah just the the coloring and stuff obviously it's done in this like mm. you know it was done back in the day and so yeah. it's that not quite realistic and it's just so got it's really saturated warm, and yeah, beautiful yeah. yeah but then adding to that um main character he's sort of wearing like this like maroon suit at the start he's like sitting in this red chair mm. and uh he's in his like you know, this his friend Midge, who they, you know, sort of had a thing and yeah. broke up. Poor Midge. Uh, poor know. Midge, I know. <laughs> and then she's just like wearing yellow all the time and her, and her house is yellow. And it's like, I'm sure these things mean things if I like mm. read into it. But yeah. it's just like, you could just clearly see that someone's made a point that, you know, Midge's colors yellow and his yeah. colors red because and then um and the- by s- someone you mean the master of cinema Hitchcock? Al- Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> yes <laughs> he does make good Could've choices been been pretty- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just just those those sorts of details mm. that I don't like I'm sure like I've seen films still they do it but I guess I feel but like it's pretty rare like it 
yeah, mm-hmm. those really purpose, like purposeful choices, you don't get that as much. Yeah, and when they're done these days, it can sometimes just feel like you're just trying to do what they did and mm. you're not doing it as well. Yeah, and- so it comes <laughs> off as kind of twee or, yeah. Um, On a plot level, did you think it worked? Did Like, did you see the twist coming? Oh, yeah. So, that's what I also really enjoyed about it is the storyline is because you sort of feel like, all right, this is what we're setting. Oh, where did I click? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you're sort of thinking, oh, this is this is what they're setting up. Okay. But then it goes, oh, wait, no, this we're going in this direction now. Yeah. And it's this weird supernatural, like, I've you know, died and yes. you know, come a, come a, like I'm reliving this life. And, yeah. and then it's like, no, that's not what this story is about. It's about this guy who, you know, um, yeah. loved this woman and she got killed. Wait a minute. No, it's not about that. It's a, actually right. about the fact that she's actually still alive and she fell in love with him mm. and even though that she uh it's the old twisteroo <laughs> she like basically ruined him she is in love with him and she's going to pretend that she's another girl rather than tell him the truth so that he she can stay with mm. him and which then- could have been another damn yankees uh tenuous link really <laughs> because it's quite similar to her situation <laughs> <laughs> she was hired by another man to um fool him and and become a prospective love interest yeah. And yeah. then falls in love with him. Yeah. And so that's so true. That was sort of the, the my issue with the film is the love part of it. Because it all it all sort of is based on the fact that they fall in love. Mm. And I just I just was like, where? Where along the line did that happen? Yeah, it's it such a Hollywood ve- feeling. It happens of love, very you know? abruptly. Mm. I feel like the first time I watched it, I had a similar issue. Um I rewatched it again this week as well and I had less of an issue because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that's never you, been a problem I mean? for me because I, the way I feel about Jimmy Stewart is the way I feel about Tom Hanks. <laughs> I feel like he's sort of like the Tom Hanks of yesteryear. Yeah, he, I, he just has that really like warm. I just love him. Well, yeah, mm. watching, it, I was like, Lucy is obviously attracted to this man, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't, I didn't quite connect on that level you know what i mean right but okay. as soon as i was like whatever this, yeah this feels like old hollywood yes people fall in love yeah um i was along for the ride yeah you know? and i love the music in it mm. as well it's just it, it's just like this beautiful marriage of all these things that mm. just like really perfectly fit together have you seen many other hitchcock films i don't think i have right because i feel like rear window is the other really famous staging one. Well, like, I feel like I've watched all these because I've watched The Simpsons. The Simpsons yeah. <laughs> and but it's that so thing of, reference. like, that real window takes place in an apartment building and, like, the way the shots are set up, it's, like, you know, like, long shots of all... You can see inside all these people's apartments and, yeah, it's really beautifully done. One Similism. thing that I uh, appreciated on this rewatch, because last year when I went to San Francisco, mm. so this year, like, the, all the location work in this film, which yeah. isn't super common that time, like, mm-hmm. that era of film. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, how much San Francisco looks exactly the same now than yeah. it did, like, that long ago. But it's just, like, the effort to actually go to all those places, mm. like, you really feel the difference than everything being on sound stages. So. Have you seen – there's this um, Instagram account, which I can't remember what it's called. We'll have mm-hmm. to, like, put it up in our socials. Um where uh, this girl goes to film locations and holds up a photo in, like, exactly the right spot. Yeah. And there's quite a few from Vertigo because, like you said, like, a lot of it, you can go there. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, really beautiful. Yeah, at the the end where 
he's like keeps changing her and stuff and mm. it's never enough. That was really cool. It just reminded me of all the references again that I've seen in other films. Yeah, you, you know? can see why it is sort of like this benchmark thing that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then when she comes back and she's finally got like the hair done. Yeah. But she hasn't got it in her bun. Yeah. And it's just like. No, it just oh, feels, like this. you got to do it like this. Yeah, it just feels so <laughs> like uh, seedy and gross. You know what mm. I mean? Like yeah. it's like, oh, he's just like, you know, emotionally. Yeah, there's something her. very wrong yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um. That was very conflict-free. Yeah. We've been good to each other, you and I, Brendan. <laughs> Giving ourselves yeah. good films, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so... See, how boring. <laughs> I should have said I hated it for some reason. No, well, how can we spice things up? Would you fuck everyone in the cast? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, okay. Um, Didn't work. So, did you think it was better than Damn, Damn Yankees? Yankees? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what about you, Paul? It's a better made film. Yeah, I would probably rewatch Damn Yankees more just because I love the music. Mm. But um, yeah, it's obviously a better made. I love made the music film. in Vertigo. I love the score. It's yeah. so good. That's another thing. It so reminded me of David Lynch because mm-hmm. I feel like so much of his stuff like is like influenced by those sorts of things yeah you can see why it is this benchmark like it is that, it's real. that red restaurant just made me feel like those you those were sort in of Twin Peaks or something, yeah. yeah and then when she's like looking at the the tree with the the mm-hmm. different age ages on it mm-hmm. and she's like this really, is where and she's all like spacing out yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. it's this really is when i was born and this is when i died yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> really frightening i love it yeah, yeah. so yeah. good give me those feels it was good <laughs> Meet Chris Park, getting ready for the greatest night of her life. Hi. I gotta cancel. Now she's stuck, babysitting the Anderson kids, Sarah. Mom got Chris to babysit for me. Chris? Her brother Brad and his best friend, yeah. Who is this kid? Stray dog. Take good care of my baby. I'll guard her with my life. What could possibly go wrong? All right, so finally we have myself. Mm-hmm. I was given the film Adventures in Babysitting by Brendan. Hello. Who, <laughs> who recommended the film in episode 19 when we reviewed Child's Play. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a babysitter must battle her way through the big city after being stranded there with the kids she's looking after. So, why did you recommend this film to me, Brendan? Well, I and you know you threw some like shade my way about uh, not having a that doesn't sound an inner child. child. <laughs> yeah, and I I took great offence, even though it's probably because it's like slightly true that I'm dying inside. <laughs> but the fact that <laughs> I chose some great quali- and I I, pro- I proved that that I've chosen some great family films along the way because uh-huh. I like didn't I like offer to give you like three and you'd have already seen them <laughs> yeah it's gonna be real hard to to get paul to watch films so anyway yeah. i gave you uh, a masterpiece <laughs> okay. and you're welcome okay so i didn't hate this movie <laughs> but always a good for start. the reasons that you recommended it that is kind of why i had an issue with it 
Oh, because it's not for kids. Because it's not for kids. It's like this was supposed to be you recommending a family film. And he to gets prove the dragon anyway. Yeah, yeah. To prove that your inner child hasn't died. And this film, I would never show this to a kid. It is so inappropriate for children. Um, it's got swearing. It's got. Um, oh, well, I never. <laughs> it's got lots of sexual references. Like one of the main plot points is that the main character looks like a play playboy centerfold and one of the kids has this like playboy magazine that is stolen from some hoodlums that the hoodlums need to get it back um there's a whole extended monologue at the beginning about uh, like there's a little girl that's obsessed with thor which is actually quite funny like it, it's quite current mm. all the references she's making us to stuff that's happening in oh, all yeah, the movies she's like, now yeah, okay, but, yeah. um how funny but then to insult her her brother calls thor or a homo and just continuously <laughs> is calling him a homo and yeah, then not ideal. and then later in the film there's a character that looks like Thor and He's she gay. cuts so she starts calling him Thor and then mentions Oh, my, don't talk to my brother. He thinks you're a homo. And then he like gets aggressive over mm. it. Um, so <laughs> oh, I was dear. like, yeah. Like, obviously, it's of its time. Yeah. So I just went into this film, like, it's called Adventures in Babysitting. It was recommended as a family film from Brendan. <laughs> I guess it's I'm just directed the- by Christopher Columbus, who did The Goonies uh, and Harry Potter yeah. and Home Alone. Yeah. So I was. Hyping myself up for that film. Yeah. It starts off with this like musical montage, which where the main character she's like dancing to a song in her bedroom, which is very which, Lizzie how, McGuire. How pumped were you? How pumped yeah, were you? Yeah, I was when you like, yes, yes. I'm like, this is going to be Lizzie <laughs> McGuire 2.0. It made Give me it think of me. that girls just want to have fun movie as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look, it wasn't bad, but it definitely it felt like it had a bit of an identity crisis. It wanted to be kind of like a racier John Hughesy teen film, but mm-hmm. it also kind of felt like it should have been a Home Alone kind of madcap kids film. And it, it kind of floated between the two and never really had its own vibe, its own voice. Sure. So it definitely had some fun stuff in it, but not a complete home run for me. Maybe I'm like just the cool uncle who... <laughs> <laughs> Let's the kids watch bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what year was it made? Uh, 87. Right. Well, you know, censorship was real weird back then. So maybe yeah. it well, actually it was. It was like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Like it never was marketed as a kid's film. Mm. So it was always never a family film. Mm. Brendan. <laughs> It was a bit, you know, like <laughs> I was like forced to run down the ladder. <laughs> yes, it was your fourth choice. <laughs> but yeah, like, and it, it's got an amazing cast, mm. like Elizabeth Shue, who's great, Anthony Rapp um, from Rent when he was a kid, yeah, which right. I didn't recognize him at first. And I'm like, oh shit, that's him. Mm. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's like a very sexualized role when he's a kid and that was around the time that Kevin Spacey did his way with him so it just felt a bit icky Um, but uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that was the Um, so another connection with another film we've done yeah just an unfortunate one Um, uh, 
Vincent D'Onofrio before he was himself. He even had like a slightly different name. Who's that? Credit. SVU or whatever? Yeah, and like... Um, Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can't believe you didn't have a good time. Like I, I, I didn't have a bad time. I will just say it is impossible to guess what Paul will like. It is impossible because <laughs> um, he's like this real film buff, but then he loves SPF eighteen and pretty cool. <laughs> like you just can't guess what he's going to like. It's very. I find recommending a film for him very stressful. <laughs> Look, I didn't hate it and I, I didn't I wasn't upset that I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. It had that you know, that eighties nostalgia to it that makes everything kind of watchable. Yeah. And it did have some funny moments. What about like the rap scene? That was great. The rap scene? Where they like they're singing in the club. Oh, the blue scene. The blue scene, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's another <laughs> joke that hasn't really aged all that well. I feel like the joke of that scene is that they're a bunch of middle class white people that are like happen to be on this stage in an all black club and then they're in there are a bunch of suburb kids in new york singing on chicago st- in chicago <laughs> singing <laughs> on st- <laughs> i think you're just trying to to not have fun i also agree you, I, I think feel you're like- in a child's <laughs> dead <laughs> yeah no i don't think it's that you're in a child's dead i think it's that you you just don't want to ever Acknowledge that we have good taste. That's not true. I <laughs> loved Brigsby Bear last week. Last yeah, but that episode. wasn't the recommendation yeah. for you, was it? <laughs> what was it? Oh, better phrases. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look, I'm, it's not a bad movie. I'm not saying this is a bad movie, but I'm just saying if you're going to go for a Christopher Columbus movie from around this era, go Home Alone. Or uh, go a bit further and watch Harry Potter. Well, maybe we'll just leave you at home alone right now. We're going to leave. <laughs> All right. So, any further questions about my experience watching this movie? Mm-hmm. It's your fault. <laughs> One of these days we're going to get it. We'll get, we'll we'll, it. We'll, yeah. I, think I go into every movie wanting to enjoy. Like I go to, into every movie like hoping that yes, I will but, love it. Of course. But then I think the minute you realise that you don't, you love that more than if you liked the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. He's cackling like a maniac. You do. Um, that's because I'm thinking about SPF 18. <laughs> exactly. What is your taste? What is your barometer for what is good and what is bad. So you go on about like the problematic bullshit in a movie made in the 80s and then you're like, pretty cool, right? Go fuck yourself. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is that pretty cool is a masterpiece. Oh my god. Please, if any of our listeners have watched Pretty Cool... Can you please just write in? Just, I just want to meet another or just talk to another human being that has had to watch that film. Uh, and if any of the stars are pretty cool, have had this episode, like, I want to hear from you. All right. So that's it for that. Uh, I think we should choose our next Can't Watch Them All recommendations. Mm. All right. So, Brendan, next can't watch them all. You have Lucy. So, what will she have to watch? Lucy, for your viewing pleasure, <laughs> yeah. I'm bestowing upon you mm-hmm. Bodied. What is it? I can't remember. <laughs> it is the Joseph Kahn direct- directed. Oh, and- cool. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you know what it is? No. And uh, 
what is it, Eminem produced? Yeah. What? Joseph Kahn is, he's a prolific music director. He did Britney Spears Toxic. He did all of Taylor yes. videos. And what's Bodied? Okay, cool. And so Bodied is a movie about the battle rap scene and a liberal white <laughs> <laughs> student. It's, oh, who, it's Eight Mile. Who gets caught up in the world of rap battles and the problematic. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so he he's like very PC, but yeah. part of battle rapping is to be very un-PC, and then uh. it, it completely like uh, um, turns his world upside down when all his liberal friends hear yeah, what he's saying in, in his cool. raps. Cool, sounds good. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, I've. I think that will be in an the interesting, spirit yeah. of talking about problematic things. This will be an interesting <laughs> <laughs> conversation, but I, I think a good one. Cool, awesome. Okay, so I've got Brendan. Uh, so in the last episode proper, he revealed that he had never seen Akira. So I feel like this that is needs the to time be rectified. to rectify yeah. it. Yeah, this is a genuinely good movie. If God, you come I'm out of this hate hating it, it I'll be very shit. surprised. I hate it already. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, 1988, Sakura. <laughs> cool. Uh, Lucky. So, Lucy, what do you have for me? You're going to watch Badlands. Okay. By Terrence Malick. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Um, is it as slow-paced as some of his other films? Like, will it I is... need, like, mega amounts of coffee to get through it? Um, No, but, it, like, it is – it's got a gentle pace to it. It's not like a roller coaster. Okay, cool. But um, it's – I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. But so, also, you never can tell because <laughs> Paul is weird. <laughs> it's it, it, a probably more respectable batch of films than usual, so yeah. it should be an interesting episode. Have you seen that episode of Between Two Ferns where it's um, Cardi B and Jerry Seinfeld? No. That's what our Can't Watch More episodes are like. It's like, <laughs> there's no reason for these films to be grouped together. Just like there's no reason for Jerry Seinfeld and Cardi B to ever be in the same room. <laughs> All right, so uh, our next episode proper, the next mm. one people will actually be hearing is our Jumanji uh, Welcome Re- to reboot, the Jungle yeah. uh, review. So cool. that should be a good one. Awesome. Looking forward to Hopefully that. Hopefully Paul's got his voice back by then and I don't yes. have to do the intro again. Yes. That's so um, hard. We always laugh, laugh at you so much when you stuff it up, but I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do it. <laughs> thanks for uh putting up with my terrible voice this episode and sorry yeah. about my my tambourine skills today <laughs> and uh yeah we always love hearing from everyone so like let us know are you liking these can't watch them all or do you want us to stop let us know <laughs> i don't want them to, i don't want to hear that that i can't deal with criticism no, I'll, I'll, just address I'll it to Paul. them yeah, before thank you. Lucy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just let us know. Do you love a, Do you love the show? Do you hate the show? Do you want something different? Do you want me to speak in like a British accent? Or <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to start speaking in different languages? Maybe we'll film the episodes and we'll do it nude. No, yeah. I'm joking. Well, uh, I'm willing. So, so just let us know. <laughs> We've got to we'll get those that. iTunes just reviews. Give me, just give me a couple of months. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And this was Brendan Brendan Levi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.